Did you call bank? I call game. Welcome back to Calling Bank live from quarantine. Uh, Will, we're very excited because we have a special guest this week. We've quarantined him. Yeah. Um, he's going to be staying here for the next two weeks <laughs> after he's, that. He's now part of us. Um, Luke Kennard from the <laughs> Detroit Pistons. All the way from Detroit. <laughs> yeah. How about that right in? <laughs> <laughs> Luke, thanks so much for joining us. Luke, tell us a bit about yourself. What team do you go for? Uh, are you a big fan of the NBA? Big fan of the NBA, even bigger fan of the pod. This is why we pay you the big I've bucks. Done, I've done my homework. Um, favorite team would definitely have to be uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Um, just because I like the uniforms and yeah, and I love the city of Charlotte. What about the winning culture? The winning culture is good too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the, you want to root for a winner. They've obviously got MJ as the owner, so you know I'm all about that. Sounds good. Uh, it sounds, sounds good fantastic. To me. We've got a huge episode. Obviously, the NBA is still in hiatus, but good news: uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert no longer have COVID, which is awesome. But Christian Wood does. I think so Christian, does two Lakers. I think Christian Wood is now medically cleared as oh, well. But what about Doris Burke? I don't oh, think yeah. she's medically cleared. Pray, not prayers up for Doris. Prayers um, for Doris and Boris. We're gonna we're gonna look back on the season, speak about our favorite games, speak a bit about if the season did end today, who's your MVP, coach of the year, all those things, and speak a little bit about the draft, um, if it was gonna happen. At which all. It sounds <laughs> like it will. Which it sounds like it will. What a goddamn world we live in. Let's start off with like a bit of reminiscing, because there's nothing better when you're stuck inside for two weeks and thinking about the past. Um, and our favourite game of the season. Who wants to go first? Should I just, should I just pick someone? Um, let's go with Luke. Let's yeah. go with Luke. Luke, you can go favourite game of the season. Um, but also, if you haven't thought of one, we can, we can go we to can Will can go first. To me first. Yeah, yeah, I haven't thought of one, so okay. I'm probably just going to agree with one of you guys. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll go first. So I, I put a caveat on this with Will as well. I said you can't choose your team, one mm-hmm. of their games. So okay. like, I had some picks of like Lakers versus Houston, start of the small ball era, which was a fantastic game, which mm-hmm. me and were lucky enough to be at. I had also like just Lakers versus Bucks, Lakers versus Clippers, but I said mm-hmm. no. Nah. You got to do something, something a bit different. Mm. I mean, I would have said, on, in all honesty, the Kobe Memorial game would have been yeah. my mm. highlight game mm. of the year. And but was it a good game of basketball? Well, I thought it was. I thought it was, given the circumstances, given the whole pre-game thing, just the emotion of the game, and then just how the players reacted. Like I, I thought that yeah. for me was okay. probably the highlight game. If we're not doing that, I would say Atlanta Hawks. Because they have been in some overtime all specials. All of the games. All of the Hawks games. No, they've, they've had some double overtime games that yeah, really have. have been spectacular. Like the um, game against the Wizards? Yes. Double overtime as well? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was yeah. very good. It was like Trey Young with like 50 points and Bradley Beal, and both of them are like, but why are we doing this? Yes, like, no. what is the point? Exactly. No, the Hawks have been in some amazing double overtime games this year. Choose any of those, insert Trey Young scoring X amount of points, mm. and that's why I like them. Nice. They've been super disappointing. I really like the 76ers and Bucks game on Christmas, but my pick is actually the Thunder and the Rockets. When the Thunder come back from about 16 points down mm. to beat them in the final seconds, 112, 107. Everything about this game made me happy. Harden went one for 17 from three. He was just <laughs> trash, still had 29 points. Yep. 
Westbrook had 32. And then you look at, like, you look at the starting lineup of the Thunder, and they have Shea, who's great, obviously. Steven Adam plays two minutes in this game. Mm. Um, and then you have Chris Paul going for 28 points, and Dennis Schroeder being fantastic. Uh, my favorite part of that game was Mike Muscala ended up playing 25 minutes. <laughs> Which, <laughs> and they still won. And he was 0 for 4, so he took four shots and had five fouls. Just, yeah. just keep shooting. Just keep shooting. But look, I think for me, why I love this game is I've loved OKC this season. Uh, mm. They've been the clutchiest team. Uh, then they're like three-headed beast of point guards. Just really seems to be working. And they beat Houston, who literally got Westbrook, yep. who's so much better than all of them. But Chris Paul was like, nah. And I just Houston was at home win as this well. Game. Yeah, it was just, it made me happy. Like Houston, I like it when they lose. I like, I like Russ, but I like it when they lose. It's exciting. <laughs> No Look, fan of James Harden. No, no James Harden fans at this table. <laughs> no. Well, he went one for seventeen and still scored twenty nine points. Yeah, he gets the line. I, gets the line. Yeah, That's it's right. not fun to watch. No. Although I do really like watching their small ball team when Harden's on the bench and mm. Russ is just coordinating everything. Oh, yeah. It just looks like he's got so much more space to operate. Oh, it's, it's so nice. Yeah. It's lovely. All right, Luke, you've had a bit of time. What's your game of the season? I was thinking about... Um, I can't remember the exact game, but every time the Sixers have played Miami, um, I've really oh, enjoyed yeah. those games. Um, I'm thinking of a specific one, but I can't remember now. I'm pretty sure it went to OT. Um, but I just love the heat as well. I just, I'm all about like the southeast of the United States. You know? Yeah, they're really great. Especially those, that Magic team. Especially that Magic team. I've got a Magic shirt at home that's way too small, but I still wear it. <laughs> Which player? <laughs> oh, it's not. It's like a training shirt. Oh. Yeah, it's nice and tight. Think about that. Uh, yeah, people don't know what you look like. So no, they like... don't. Imagine, imagine a slightly overweight man wearing a very tight Orlando Magic training jersey. There and, you go. And still thinking they're a playoff team. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I mean, they are. They're the eighth seed at the moment. So who knows? All right. Well, that was that was a nice trip down memory lane. That was beautiful. Um, all right, so the season, we don't know what's happening. Maybe it comes back in June. You know, Mark Cuban reckons there'll be a full season ahead. He's a moron, but... Um, yeah. I love him as well. <laughs> not not cubes. Um, real quick also, Steve Farmer just bought the forum. So it looks yeah, like... 400 mil. The yeah. Clippers are no longer... They bought it from um, Madison Square Garden. Like yeah. From James yeah, Dolan. James Dolan, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, um, which is one. bizarre. I mean, it'll be interesting to see the Clippers not at Staples. I think they're... Um, they wanted their own home. They wanted their own yeah, home. Are they going to knock it down? People. Rebuild something? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. And it's just for the Clippers as well. The guy has like $50 billion. Yeah. So $400 million is like... He doesn't even know he bought it. Yeah. He didn't even notice it. He didn't even notice it coming out of his account. He probably wouldn't Michael's even tear it. He wouldn't. He wouldn't even tear a shirt for it. Like no. that's how much he doesn't even notice it. Yeah. Um, go watch that video clip if you have not. Um, okay, so we don't know if the season's ending or what's happening, but hypothetically, if it were to end today, who's the MVP, Rookie of the Year, Most Improved, Coach of the Year, um, and Defensive Player of the Year? Mm. Let's start with MVP. I think a couple of them, most of them, pretty obvious. Yeah. MVP, I mean, they did have a vote that came out. I think it was on ESPN uh, from, like, the media. It was, like, 70 votes to Giannis, 10 votes to LeBron, like, first-place votes. Mm. I think it's pretty clear that Giannis is the MVP. I'm not going to disagree with you. Mm. I think the argument there for LeBron is just simply how good the Lakers have been this year and how switched Mm. on he's been. The fact he's been injury-free at age 35 and he hasn't fallen off a cliff, which no other player tends to have done what he's doing right now and that's for me something um but Giannis's stats are ridiculous this team's number one in in, in the NBA um I, I just don't see any player being better than Giannis yeah but like it's it's not just stats right it's also like a you always hear this about the MVP it's like a storyline a narrative um I think to your point around LeBron being so old 
and still like playing so amazingly, leading the league in assists. Um, I kind of think that narrative could like get a bit of momentum, especially with all the stuff that's happened with the Lakers this year. Mm-hmm. So I kind of see it not being purely on set. Yes, Giannis for sure. Mm. Um, but on narrative, probably LeBron. It's like Derrick mm. Rose 2011. Exactly. It's exactly. the same thing. I think the it sounds bad, but like the fact that the torch has now been passed from Kobe to LeBron in this year with everything that's going on, it does it does make a case for it. Mm. But if you're looking at storylines, he's got AD. Like that's two superstars. And then you look at you can't discount you can't discount Chris Middleton. But like you look at the Bucks, who are league first, were going on track for seventy and twelve. Until Giannis until Giannis got injured and they lost three in a row. But like his supporting cast, yeah, we speak about it a lot, but like they are nowhere near as good as LeBron and AD. He's got both Lopez's though. Two Lopez's. <laughs> yeah. double, double the Lopez's. How much more help does Giannis need? Um, yeah, I agree. Obviously, like having AD makes a massive help, but like at the same time, um, I think that he's. You can make that argument that he has. Obviously, LeBron has more help, but obviously LeBron's in the West, so he's playing tougher teams every night. I mean, we we you know um, talk about teams in the East that the Bucks are playing and who they're going to play in a first round matchup speaks volumes for the strength of the East. So yep. there is that argument there as well. But the thing is, he won MVP last year. His stats are better this year. Right. If you don't give him the, MVP on the, the base of last year. The point, like, it's it's hard to repeat because people just get, like, he was last year, he's this, like, guy, he came from mm. Greece. Like, you know, it's mm. this nice story. This year, it's just, like, he's gotten better. Yeah. Okay, but, like, what's what's new? People like something new and exciting. Well, like, like a 35-year-old, the oldest person to ever lead the exactly. league in assists. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like, 11 yeah. assists per game. Yeah. I think also the fact that LeBron started defending this year has made a big difference. Absolutely. I mean, last year he was just doing nothing. But, but like, even with the Cavs, they had one of the worst defensive yeah, records and they still made the... It's when yeah, he checks out. It's yeah. 100% when he, And you can see it in games. Like that Portland game, the Kobe Memorial game, you, yeah. could, you can visibly see when LeBron checks out. Yeah. And he was, very, I mean, rightly so. Mm. One of his friends just died. I get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he Giannis, you don't see him checked out. I think that's the difference as well. Giannis, every second on the court is like... He's in the zone. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. He's a bit old school. He's a bit of a throwback. Doesn't seem to like anybody. Yeah. Just out there to win. Yeah, He's though. there to... Yeah. <laughs> like, like Russell Westbrook said, yes. I have no friends in the court. I have Only no friends the ball. on the court. <laughs> My best friend is the ball. We love it. Oh, um, Jesus. I, look, overall, I'd be surprised if Giannis didn't win, but yeah. I, I get Luke's point that I could see momentum building behind a LeBron case. But if the season ends today... It's got to be Giannis. I, I think it'd be Giannis. I still think he's the favourite. Yeah, by far. Um, rookie of the year. There's, it's a two-man race, and really, it's a one-man race. Because Zion has not played enough games. You can't play, like, 25 games and be rookie of the year. If we finished in April and he got to play another 20 games and ended up playing 45 games of the season or, like, more than half the season, okay, then let's have a discussion. But at this point, he's played, like, what, 25 games? Yes. Not even, right? He's, yeah, probably less than that. Mm. He's been absolutely fantastic. I mean, 23 points per game, six and, six and a half rebounds. He's shooting at 46% from three, given that <laughs> he, did, he did make four in a row and then he was <laughs> two of nine and really can't shoot at the three anymore. But, like, he is so explosive and so fantastic. Mm. But he hasn't played enough games. Yeah, I mean, I think, wasn't it, uh, was it Patrick Ewing that won with, like, 50 games? I think that's the fewest to win Rookie of the Year, I'm yeah. Um But I agree. I think Ja Morant anyway. Um, obviously, Zion's stats are better, smaller sample size. Um, I think they're both going to be great. I think Ja wins it. But, yeah, I agree that, like, obviously you can't look away from Zion. He's super exciting. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm just sad that we're not seeing like a not a rookie kind of campaign this time around. <laughs> it's kind of like they're both like, yeah, they're both good players. Yeah. And it's very much like... They're both going to be superstars. They're both going to be very good players. I think Memphis got very lucky that they got the second pick and obviously the Pelicans somehow getting the first <laughs> pick was just amazing. So good on both of those franchises and I think Jar though for me. Yeah. I think I Jar also wins it because of like failed posters. Yeah, I think he's had two or three this season, which are like the biggest dunks ever, and then he mm. doesn't complete the dunk. Like it was over AD and then over Kevin Love, and it was like his hops are insane, and then it just it just doesn't go in the net. Not quite. It's it's quite funny though. We say Jar's going to be rookie of the year. How many people are talking about it? How many people are still talking about Memphis being the eighth seed? No one. No one. I reckon they're one of the most under the radar teams. No yeah, one is talking especially about Especially because they've got jo- um, uh, Jackson Jr. And they've yep. also got... Jonas Valanciunas. Who's Come actually on. been pretty good. Yeah. He actually yeah. has been pretty good. I've, and I just think they're a fantastic team. And like they're at 8th seed now. They're what Atlanta, I think, was aspiring to be. Yes. With like young guns, they've got like a veteran or two. And like next year should be, you know... They'll be better next year. Well, yeah. probably not that much better. It's still the West. So 7th, 6th yeah. seed, maybe. But that's still pretty good. Mm. Um, all right, uh, this this one I was unsure about. Most improved player. So I'm I'm in, I'm in split split mind about this. There's quite a few people that we could speak about: Devonte Graham, Brandon Ingram, Bam Adebayo, and Luka Doncic. Who who leaps out to you? I feel like Will. You kind of know. I think you've my, got mine's, mine's Devonte Graham. Like uh, I think the stat improvement year on year. Who would have thought at the start of this year? Well, I mean, other than the Hornets, because they were like, we're going to just try and test them out. But, I mean, Devontae Graham, his stats, I know the usage has gone up, but your three-point percentage is better. Your two-point percentage is uh, slightly worse, but your usage has gone up a lot. <laughs> but um, still, his, his usage, he went from, like, <laughs> four shots a game to 15. 15. <laughs> um, overall effective field goal percentage is now better, despite the higher usage. His three-point percentage has gone a lot better. And his points per game is now averaging 18.2 points per game compared to about five points per game last year. For me, it's, it's a no contest. I think Devontae is now a starting five player. I mean... Granted, it's Luke's Hornets, but it's... I saw it coming. Yes. Yeah, I was, all, I was all over him last season when he was scoring 4.7 points again. Yeah. I was like, this guy's got real potential. When you saw him hit a three, you're like, I reckon he could do 10 more. I reckon, I reckon if he keeps shooting him, he'll eventually make something. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I think that makes perfect sense. I'd have to say Ingram um, purely because I think he kind of looked a little bit... Not washed up. You can't be washed up when you're in your like, third or fourth year, but like, kind of looked a little bit out of it last year the Lakers coming the Pelicans I think now with Zion coming back it's kind of muted his performance a little bit like he's mm. just not getting as much usage um, I think I don't know what he's going to do long term contract wise I think someone like him if he gets his own team he could be really great he could be a number one option on kind of an okay to average team I would say what about him on OKC mm. get rid of Gallinari put him instead mm. I think that works really well yeah, I like that. I mean, I, I just he's going to have to live in Oklahoma City, which I guess is going to suck. But he's, you know... I mean, you don't want to leave the big he's playing, he's playing. He's got to leave the Smoothie King Center. Oh, the best center in the entire NBA. Um, can I just say, though, I think with most improved player, I think it's the one position when you look at the person individually and not the team. Like, with MVP, you look at the team. Defensive player, you look at the team. Sixth man of the year, you look at the team. Whereas most improved, like, someone like Devontae Graham could win it, even though Charlotte still suck. Mm. Yeah. That's why, like, Grant, Brandon Ingram has a better case, but, like, that's why, for me, Bam Adebayo, I think, has the best case. Because especially because Jimmy Butler is good, but I still think Bam and Jimmy are, like, the, they're the, the two most important players on their team that are currently fourth seed in the East. Granted, the East isn't great, 
But still, he's been really impressive. He's pretty much doubled his output, um, and he's like 10.5 rebounds a game. I just think with Ingram, as much as I love Ingram, and I really wanted him to stay on the team and get rid of Kuzma, I think if you actually watched... Not many people watched Lakers games. He was decent without When LeBron wasn't playing, Mm. or pre-LeBron. Ingram did this. Pretty much every game that LeBron didn't play, he was going for 35, 40 points. Mm. Like, he was this good. And when you watched him without LeBron, he was fantastic. Like, when LeBron got out in, like, January last year, you saw this from Ingram. So, for me, he hasn't improved. It's just you're seeing more of him. Mm. And I think it's the same as what Luke said. With, with Zion on the team, I feel like he's just going to he's gonna not be as utilized. Mm. And you're already seeing that. His percentage is not as good. Um, he's having a lot less usage, utility in the game. Um, but I just don't think he can win it because he was already at that level. I think Bam's, Bam's going to win it. I don't think Luca has much of a case. Um, he's a fantastic player. Um, you can't you can't give it to a guy who's like in the MVP conversation and be like, oh, you're most improved because you didn't get MVP. Like, yeah. correct. Yeah. He was MVP last year, but he's closer down. Yeah. But, like, um, I mean, his stats are all better. He's a better player, but again, he's a second year player. He'll be even better next year. And then what? And then what? How much better can this guy get? Though? Yeah. Do you reckon Dallas gets swept? No. They're playing the Clippers. First round of the playoffs. They get swept, but I think they get beat. I think think they get beat. I think it's probably five or six game series. Yeah. 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 They'll win at least one or two. Yeah. All right. Um, Coach of the year. Who are are we thinking? My personal favorite is probably the nicest... Well, Mike Budd's probably the nicest coach in the league. But up there is Nick Nurse, who, of course, was the coach of the Canadian team. So we got to to speak to him in Australia, which is very lovely. Mm. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. I I think he listens to every episode. Oh, he does? Um, I just think the amount of games that Toronto has played without their starting five, with a depleted bench, and still being second in the East, and like... You didn't expect it after Kawhi left. And Danny Green, who is very, 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 very underrated, mm. also a friend of the pod. Yes. <laughs> been on the pod multiple times. He's been at least twice. Yes. Um, but I think we forgot how much... Like, we forgot that they've lost so much, and they're still second. They look mm. so good. Fred Van Vliet's been fantastic. Norman Powell mm. off the bench has been incredible. Carl mm. um, Larry is back to his himself, I think, more or less. OG Ananobi has been good as well, but Pascal Siakam has continued the trajectory upward. Marcus Gasol's barely played, and they're still winning games. Like, even with all their injuries and everything that's going on, they're second. No one expected this. When we started the podcast, like at the beginning of last season, when we did predictions... We said Toronto 6th, We seventh, said 8th. Yeah. Like, we were like, they just sneak into the playoffs 6th to 8th seed, but they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Like, they should definitely beat Brooklyn in the first round. Yeah, like easily. I agree with that. My one, I, I know I, I did write pre-podcast Frank Vogel question mark, but I'm actually going to change that view. Good. And I'm going to change that view to Billy Donovan. Because at the start of the year, we thought OKC were going to be terrible. <laughs> and they're not. They're really not. And I know Chris Paul has played at an unbelievable level, but I think he's actually made it work. And before, I trust me, I read those OKC fan forums. They hated Billy. I think this year he's turned his story around. He's had one of those stories where... They were a better team and they never made it out the first round. They actually have a serious chance of getting out of the first round this year, playing the Jazz at the moment, but they have a chance. And at the start of the year, we didn't think they'd even make playoffs. So to be in that position with a team that's not that good shows he's done something right. But do you think Uh, think it's Billy or do you think it's Chris Paul taking over the team and being the coach? Is it... Nick Nurse or is it just Lowry and, you know, the culture? I think Lowry's very different to Chris Paul. 
They're yeah, a different type of player. I don't know. Look, you know, you can give credit to... I've said give credit to Chris Paul as well, but Billy's the coach, so, you know, give credit to him as well. Okay. He did buy them all suits, you remember? I do. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what a real leader does. <laughs> that's, that's true. Um, how about... Uh, I'm pretty sure this is his name. If you're... Listeners, if you don't like or if I'm wrong, just write to Will and Harry um, to correct <laughs> me. But I'm pretty sure it's Taylor Jenkins, the Memphis coach. Um, mm. I would have to give him a lot of credit as well. I think that's another team that, like nobody saw we've already kind of talked about them a little bit um, obviously they've had Jar play great as a rookie but we're getting Jonas Valanciunas out here getting double doubles like Jaron Jackson Jr Dylan Brooks all these guys playing way above what was expected of them so shout to him as well Dylan Brooks as well has been very surprising he's mm. what a third year player now mm. yeah. and I like obviously hadn't paid much attention to him but this year he's really stepped up his game um, which is surprising he's like, always he's, been good defensively it's, yeah but you never expected to be someone to be point. like okay you're in the starting five and you'll actually make an impact and he's had games with like 25 points which is like very impressive for someone that is defence first yep. it's the same way if, if Coppington had a 25 point game which, when he's playing 50 minutes a game, it's possible. He's got a chance now. <laughs> it is it is possible. Um, all right. Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, this is your favorite uh, category, huh? Uh, uh, so I wrote before the pod, it's got to be Rudy Gobert because he defended everyone. He got everyone out of the paint, got everyone away from the three-point line. Got everyone <laughs> off the court. Everyone off the court. Um, no, let's let's not give Rudy Gobert shit because I think his mental health will probably be fucking terrible at the moment. <laughs> um but he is a candidate, but for me, there is one answer, and that's just because it's got to be your man, Anthony Davis. I think he has made such a difference to the Lakers. The Lakers are the top team in the West, obviously, and LeBron is good, but like, if you look at their team, they're winning because of defense, and mm. Anthony Davis is the centerpiece of that. I'm, I'm not discounting the, the work done by Danny Green and Avery Bradley, who I think are also both fantastic, but at the end of the day, like Anthony Davis, he's... He's a difference maker because he goes up against the Giannis. He has to go against Kawhi and that type of thing. Those type of players. And I think he's just... Yeah, he makes a world of difference. Defensive player for me has to come from a team that's the best defensive team in the league. Yeah. The best defensive team in the league is the Bucs. In the Bucs, you've got two players it could be. Brook Lopez or Giannis. Giannis for me... It's not Brook Lopez. You're just, you're just trying to... Brook Lopez. Guys, look at the stats. Look at the stats. Brook Lopez defensively has been fantastic this year. The, for me, it's Giannis. And it's mainly because opponent shooting percentage against him is the best in the league. So on that basis, it's Giannis. And he can defend one to five. Like that is a guy who can defend any position and he's good. But is he better than Gobert? Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with that. Because I mean, the only reason Gobert's on the court is because of defense. Like he's two or four. He's really good from one to three feet. (laughs) 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 But have you guys seen how many shots he's been taking? Like, literally less than seven Oh yeah, per game. No, but that's, like but that's, an all, that's what all-star numbers look like, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Defensive Player of the Year will be an interesting one. I don't think it's clear-cut. I think that and Most Improved and also Coach of the Year, I don't think there is a clear answer for either of those. Especially if the season ends now. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be really hard. Because especially like in the last month when people are playing for like playoff positions, like mm-hmm. if you're looking... Like, Lakers won that home court, so do they make a run to try and get a better record than the Bucks? That would make a difference to Anthony Davis being mm. Defensive Player of the Year. And then you look at, you know, even OKC, like, do they want that home court against Utah? So, it'll be interesting interesting to see. Um, just really quickly, just going to run through the matchups. If So, we spoke before, hypothetically, if the playoffs were to happen tomorrow because the season's over, what would the playoffs look like? Um, in the East... 
<laughs> There's one series that's interesting. It's Bucks vs. Magic. Is that, is that the interesting that's, one? That's super interesting. That's super interesting. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing Fultz, <laughs> Fultz v. Bledsoe. <laughs> if one game is under 40 point difference, I'll be happy with that. One game? Just oh. one game. Okay. Um, and then you've got Raptors vs. Nets without Kyrie. Who cares? Um, you've got Boston and 76ers, which is definitely the most interesting matchup, mm. given that Embiid's healthy, Simmons is healthy. Um, and then Jalen Brown's been injured as well. So if he's healthy as well, that could be a really, really good series. And then you have the Heat and the Pacers. Um, Honestly, people are still sleeping on the 76ers. Like, they could still make finals. How can you be, how can you be sleeping on the most disappointing team <laughs> in the league this year, bar none? Wait, have you seen Atlanta, though? No, but okay. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, we got Atlanta. Atlanta's disappointing. I get it. But <laughs> yes. you were saying that a team with Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Al Horford, Tobias Harris... Yes. Is Al not disappointing. So Al Horford, no, no, no. Al Horford yeah. most disappointing player let's, of the year. Let's be honest. Yeah. This, this team is built for playoffs, not regular season. What does that mean, though? They're that gonna, means that against, like the 70, six... like against the Celtics this year, they're beating them three out of four times. Against the Bucks, they're one of the best matchups against the Bucks. So they are losing against easy teams. So you're saying they play down. They play down opposition. They don't. Right. They so, don't look like they don't care. So you're saying really, if they hypothetically, if they were the number one seed and they had to play the Magic. In the first round, they'd play down to the magic. They, they would go to, probably go to five yeah, or six. But <laughs> Markel Fultz would be MVP of the series, yeah. and it would be all over. Damn. I think the thing is with Celtics versus 76ers, and this is the biggest issue: who who guards and beat? Mm. That was Al Horford's job. He's now on the 76ers. Like they're going to be killed in the paint. Taco Fall. They, they bring him off the bench. <laughs> he just stands. Off. He just spends the entire game like with his head. Well, Daniel Thies has done a decent job. Yeah. I thought he's done a lot better than I thought. He yeah, but then who guards Al Horford? But doing what? Al Horford... Offensively, it doesn't matter. Leave him. <laughs> Leave him. No, that's true. You know Taco Fall would also have to come out of the G League and then come onto the bench and then play a game. Oh, yeah, I know. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> if you want someone who can guard him, he doesn't even have to stand the paint to be guarding Mike. But, you know, like, if you think about where they have to go, they have to go from 76ers, play Celtics, then they'd probably play the Raptors, and then it'd be Bucks. And I think they match up really well against I those think, three teams. Yeah. And then they die to the Bucks. Yeah, probably. They lose the Bucks? Yeah. Uh, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah, it could be. Um, if the 76ers make it, I'll I'll burn all my Lakers jerseys. Like, don't, I just, don't, 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 don't do that. that. You heard it first. <laughs> I was going to say. Don't forget. Um, who do you think wins Pacers v Heat? I think the Heat has to win. I think the Heat are a much better team. If Victor Oladipo gets back to his standard and Jimmy continues being, I guess, not so consistent, then the, the Pacers have a chance. But the Heat are just too good. They're rough and tumble. <laughs> the Iggy trade was the dumbest thing I've ever seen, though. Really? You think it was dumb? 15 million. He, he was, he's doing nothing. He's doing nothing, but, like, my point is in the short term, like, him or Justice Winslow. Like, yeah, Justice what, Winslow is, is just... He's in, an, of, he's in an ambulance right now. Yeah, but for $15 somewhere. million? Dollars? Oh, it's a lot of money. Don't be wrong. But, like, you're not trying to... What else are you going to do with that money in the short term? Yeah, right? yeah no, I know. Uh, yeah, I guess Dion Waiters could have been brought back in. That would have been a really good move. Come on, man. <laughs> Dion J.R. Smith. Yeah. No, I like that they got... I think actually the best part of that deal was Jay Crowder. Yes. I think Jay Crowder on yes. that yes. team is... Love Jay Crowder. It just... I love the Heat. I love watching them. They are such a hustle team. Mm. Everything about them is, is fantastic. He's a good coach. He's one of the best coach. coaches. And we're not even talking about him. Yeah, exactly. It's too, it's too late now. It's too um, late. He's, he's out. <laughs> just quickly before we move on to the West, I just want to tell a joke. 
So Brandon Knight, Thon Maker, Christian Wood, Tony Snell, and Sveema Kyluk. That is the sta- starting five of the Detroit Pistons. I mean, end of joke. Imagine, <laughs> imagine being the like the courtside announcer for the Pistons, <laughs> bringing out that starting five. Oh, man. <laughs> you'd probably just leave. Yeah, you'd, like, you'd actually see Brandon Knight as your starting point guard and be like, "What year is it? I'm done." Yeah. I thought he was yeah. in China. <laughs> so Detroit, Detroit already was starting the uh, the ice. Isolation a bit early. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> coming to the games. Uh, yeah. Very good. Oh, Detroit. Um, just quickly for the West, we got Lakers versus Memphis, which will be a good series. Lakers win that. Clippers versus Mavericks, which I think will be a fantastic series. Um, but again, Clippers will win that. Uh, Nuggets and Houston again be really interesting series mm. because that like, for me is probably the best out of them. Well, you've got PJ Tucker taking on Jokic. Yeah, I was going to say same question insane. about the East: who guards Jokic? Yeah, yeah, nobody. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, well, I, I mean, we've yeah. seen Houston beat bigger lineups. So. Well, yeah, well, I, I think because, and this is the issue I had when the Lakers played them, is that they they played down to them in the sense that they played small ball. So they took like how they took Javale McGee out of the game, mm. where like realistically all you should be doing is clogging the paint. Mm. Like mm. the whole way Houston plays is they spread around the arc, they pass it out, Russ goes in. If you have like a McGee there and an Anthony Davis, he's not. He can take his weird corner jumpers, mm. but then he's not getting into the lane. Mm. No, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's a bit silly. I and think then, teams will figure him out in yeah. a seven games. I think that's the difference as well. Wait, the, the, Rockets? Rockets. Figure the Rockets. Yeah, out. figure the Rockets yeah. out. I mean, maybe. I also the problem with that series with the Nuggets is like they're just super inconsistent outside of Jokic, Murray, yeah. Harris. Gary Harris has been. Did you say? Terrible. Did I say? Did I say Jamal, <laughs> Jamal Murray? Murray? No. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we'll just gloss over that yeah, one. That's it. Don't want to shoot it out too early. Um, uh, all right. Uh, the last, the last uh, matchup is the Jazz and Thunder, which I think will probably be the best matchup of it because I don't know who wins that. I think it could go either way. Mm. I mean. I don't think either team wins anything this year. So for me, I don't. It's like I, I don't care. There's no winners. There's no winners. Oh no! But the Thunder have to. It, the Thunder need to win that series because they keep getting eliminated in the first round. So yeah. it's purely from a psychological point of view. Yeah. And to the Jazz, no less. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, look, it'd be nice for the Thunder to win, but then they lose to the Lakers. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I like the Jazz winning because I like Ingles. Uh, I like it when he wins. <laughs> yeah, we love ISO Jones. Um, but ISO also, Jones. like, I also just think the Jazz deserve to win. They got Bogdanovich and they got Mike Connolly, and they're a worse team. Oh, Bogdanovich is playing well, though. Connolly yeah, is in the trash. discussion with Al Horford for most disappointing player of the year. Yeah, yeah. and their team was Agreed. better when Connolly was on the bench and Joe Ingles yes. was in the starting lineup. Yes. They were much better. Oh, 100%. Also, their team is going to be an absolute shit show when they come back because they're all going to hate each other. Well, yeah. You know yeah. who would fix this? If they brought back in Dante Exum, I think that would solve it. He's the glue guy. He is yeah. the glue guy. You don't every, trade every, the glue guy. Every championship team needs a glue guy. <laughs> they need Look a how good the Cavs are gone since he got traded. <laughs> well, they got Deli and Exum. How do you get yeah. a better team than that? They got true. the Aussie connection. <laughs> the guys who can't, both can't shoot. but They're all <laughs> eating Vegemite on toast and things like that. Exactly. Um, probably worth finishing the podcast on just a just quick... Forever. Just forever. Just <laughs> forever. <laughs> All that, Harry. All that. Um, on just a NBA draft kind of wrap-up. We're trying to do everything at once. Yeah. Um, Can I just ask, because we've gone through every single topic, what the hell do we speak about next episode? We we'll have find to a way. really hope that the season's back on. We'll find a Otherwise, way, Otherwise, we're screwed. We'll, we'll keep finding things to talk about. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I think it's worth kind of going through probably just the top five um, picks, because... You of know, the draft this. Of the draft this year and kind of the teams that are going to be in there so we kind of just look just on based off today's standings Warriors get the first pick Cavs 
then Wolves, Hawks, and then Pistons. Can you imagine if the Pelicans get the first pick again? Just because, mm. like, the lottery's broken. Like, when the Cavs got the first pick, like, three, three years, years in a row. row yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, bring LeBron back, just get first-round picks. Um, but, yeah, what, what is it, and what do they need? Yeah, so, like, Warriors, for me, I think we spoke about it before, the only position they really need is a centre. Because they've got their starting four outside of a centre is good. But what about Willie Colley-Stein? He's with the Mavs now. Oh, yeah, they traded him for They nothing. traded him for oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they don't have him anymore. They can just keep getting him back on minimum deals. Yeah, that's yeah. true. No, they've got... Um, they've got well, who's my favourite? Marquis Chris. Marquis Chris. He's done very well. He's they cu- a, they he's cut him and then they've re-signed him. And yeah. he's been good now. That's well, that's Kai Bowman. Up. He's the real standout <laughs> from this season. It's a great... We could, we could speak at that team all day. Yeah, Speaking of being a stadium announcer for the Warriors. Exactly. Don't look at that stuff. No, but at least when you announce it, you're like, oh, Steph Curry. Andrew Wiggins and then the team and three other whereas guys. Detroit is like I don't know where to start like, Christian Wood <laughs> Christian Wood is the last guy who comes out you know like the last guy is always he there. has Corona he no longer exists that's true that is uh, true rest in peace Christian Wood um, okay so Warriors then if they need a centre the only the best player as a centre there is James Wiseman from Memphis I think Luke you had a bit of a story with him what he's yeah there. so he uh, if everyone knows so Penny Hardaway is the coach at Memphis uh, a couple of years ago long story short he gave James Wiseman's family some money for, for whatever reason because they needed it um, and then James Wiseman was not able to play at Memphis this year because the NCAA considered that to be tampering which I mean you know what a, what a country right <laughs> the um, classic Magic Johnson movie yeah right? exactly so um, so he's only played a couple of games in college and then declared for the draft so kind of an unknown but super tall um, he'd obviously just fit that kind of they can play small ball without him on the floor. Obviously, they can play with a bigger guy on the floor as well with him. And obviously, getting him in the draft is probably going to be a slightly cheaper, more long-term option yep. than just getting Willie Cauley-Stein back every year on a minimum. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, they did, they did win a championship with Andrew Bogut as their centre. So, hey, hey, hey. you know. I won't hear anything bad about <laughs> He was the MVP and the Defensive Player of the Year. Of the but what about now, Kevon correct? Looney? Because I hate to say it, oh yeah, but Kevon Looney is actually a fantastic player. I think yeah. he's super underrated. He was injured most of the season, so we forget about this him. This is true. But is he a better fit? Because in the long term as well, you've probably got him for another three years. I don't know how old he is. He looks like he's 35. He's done a three-year deal. He looks yeah. like he's 35. <laughs> but like, I think for him, he's a lot cheaper option than a first round, like a first draft pick. Yeah, yeah that's true. I mean, that's I guess, true. but then what would, what would they do with this trade away this pick? Yeah, I mean, it depends what they're looking for. If, if they're happy with Kevin Looning as they're like starting, then they just, they trade away this pick for bench players. Like their mm. bench is not great. True. At all. Um, that's actually not a bad option for them. Yeah, I mean yeah. their their biggest issue was they lost Sean Livingston. I think after that it was all over. Or they go, or they go for something like what the OKC Thunder did and get someone like a Lamelo Ball who just comes a sixth man and plays off the bench like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, so he leads the second unit. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. who runs the second unit at some yeah. point. Clay and Steph have to be on the bench. Yeah, Wiggins is not leading anything ever. <laughs> so like, what what happens? Yeah, look, I've gone for Wiseman in terms of starting five potential, but. Yeah, it's fine. Like, if you're wrong, you're wrong. Like, this is, it's, this oh, happens. Well, this does happen. If you're wrong, you'll be reminded about it <laughs> every Correct. single day. <laughs> um, second for the Cavs, I mean, the only position they really need on paper, I point mean, they guard. need point guard, need shooting more guards, point guards. More guards. They're only one guy away from making a championship run. <laughs> Correct. <I think. laughs> 
<laughs> Small forward is probably their biggest need. Um, Denny Evija from Israel mm. is probably the, the pick here. I mean, he's only averaging four points per game <laughs> in Israel, but but I've heard very good things about him. Yeah, I've it is crazy how much hype this guy has gotten when he's averaging four points a game off. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's shooting at two, like 27% from three. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's fair to say um, it's a kind of a weak year in the draft. So if I was, to be honest, to your point around the Warriors, but the Cavs, like... I mean, who knows what they pick here, but like you'd be looking to trade away your picks to a more gullible team, I think, this yeah. year, if you could. Mm. Well, that's why I think the Warriors should trade it. I think at the end of the day, you'd, you'd be better to get a pick between 17 to 30 mm. than 1 to 17. Mm. And if you've got it and some team, <coughs> New York Knicks, is dumb enough to trade for it, think about it. Like, if, if, if the um, Warriors could get Julius Randle, mm. like, that'd be fantastic. He then comes off the bench, like what he did for the Lakers, 10 and 10. Like I don't know if I'm giving a first round, first pick for Julius Randle. In as a much week as draft a week class. Draft, even if it's a weak draft class. You get, you get Julius Randle and something else. You're into the luxury tax, like way yeah, into the luxury tax. Exactly. They're already in the, I mean, they've got, oh, that's, I why, that's why their tickets are 400 bucks a oh, seat. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But like that is, yeah, he's getting what, like 50 mil over three years, something yeah, like that? Yeah, some so, ridiculous mm. contract. But like if they were going to hoodwink a team... The Knicks are the best team to hoodwink. Yeah, everyone's just going back to that well constantly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, pick number three. Pick number three. I went with LaMelo Ball here because um, he can play a bit of point guard, shooting guard for the Wolves. I think he's actually a good fit next to Russell because, again, he's a bit of more of a distributor. He's a bigger guard, so he can defend a bit. He's like six foot seven, so he's a bigger guard. Young guy, I think he kind of fits their timeline as well. And they need a shooting guard next to Russell, so maybe he could be that third piece. I think it'd be a really fun team, to be honest, if Lamelo came in with Russell and Carl Anthony Towns. I don't know how their defense would be, but in saying that, like, they're still not going to make the playoffs next mm. year anyway, so what's the difference? Any chance they trade him to the Suns in a Devin Booker deal? <sighs> that's, that's my what dream. That's, that's, what that's what I would like. Because at the end of the day, are the Suns going anywhere? <laughs> no. Are the Wolves going anywhere? No. So I think even with Lamelo, they're not going to make a playoff run. You think they're going to push out an OKC or a Mavericks or even Memphis. I think and- if Carl Anthony Towns could start playing a bit more defense, then yeah. I mean, come on. Between, between if you had, hypothetically, if you had either, obviously, preferably Devin Booker, but even if you had Lamelo, like, that's a pretty decent team. Yeah, but better than... Also, keep in mind, Portland will be fully healthy next year. Mm. New Orleans will be a year older with their entire team. They're at least... Oh, I'm not saying it's not tough. Oh, it's definitely yeah. tough. I just... I think if they look at it and they look long-term, like, you've got you to gotta sell tickets. And people, yeah. people like Lamelo, sure, but, like, if they have Devin Booker, that's selling seats. And you've got to, like, what is the least amount of money I can lose with this team? Mm. I think if they trade Devin Booker, there would be a complete revolt in at Phoenix. I think it is very hard, but I'd like to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see <laughs> I'd it. I'd like to see a complete revolt. No, so what I said was... I want to see you, you trade everyone <laughs> except D'Angelo Russell... And Clinton Hunt. So, you know, Josh Okogie, he's gone. Everyone's, everyone's, <laughs> everyone's gone. gone. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. I everyone's mean, that team still player. doesn't win anything, but nah. it'd be interesting to see. And the Suns would have like 20 million players and still be trash. Correct. Ah, they try. Um, Hawks, for that next pick, I went with Anthony Edwards um, from Georgia. He's a shooting guard because I think that's the only position where I said Some people think he might be first pick. Anthony yeah, exactly. Edwards so well. I think, I mean, the thing that's a down for him is that he's, Three-point percentage isn't great. He's only shooting 29% from three, but he's a bigger shooting guard. Not Trey Young. Who cares? And I Kevin think Hoyter. He's better than Kevin Hoyter. Yeah. Hoyter. 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 <laughs> um, and so that's, 
I don't know. I don't know. Get Kevin uh, right into the pod, please. Hey, <laughs> tell us how you say it. Kevo! <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've got Anthony Edwards here at Shooting Guard. I just don't know what makes the Hawks better. Like, I really thought they would be a good team this year, and I thought they'd make a push for the playoffs. Uh, I don't just I just don't know why it doesn't work I think Clint Capel will be better for them they're young they're super young yeah. I, that's the thing I was gonna I know we've said this for every pick but they could trade away this pick and get a bit more of a veteran guy because like what are they gonna do they've already got like Reddish Trey Young John Collins is still young like yeah. all of Dwayne these Dedman. Dwayne yeah well DeAndre yeah. traded back for Dwayne Dedman I don't understand this team who trades back for Dwayne Dedman I like Dedman a shrewd for operator yeah, exactly oh Jesus <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just they I definitely think... don't need center. <laughs> the Wiseman's definitely not coming here. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like I don't know what like what benefit they'd get from another young guy on yeah. their roster who is like yeah obviously promising player. They've had all these high draft picks, but at some point it has to be like converting these guys to either starters or trade yeah. them. Well, they're also losing Vince Carter, like he's retired, so you do need a veteran presence there, and he's been productive. Well. So, so thus far, all we've said is that three out of the four teams should trade away this their pick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the the team that doesn't trade away this pick, though, is definitely Detroit. <laughs> Wait, can I just ask, though? Do you reckon New York would trade for every single pick? Like, they would trade for the first... Like, they'd gut their entire team and just trade for the first they, I mean, most of, their the team, most of their team is on expiring contracts anyway. Oh, my God. They're all money. I would love to see that. I think it could happen. I mean, uh, yeah, obviously they're going to get Giannis in 2021. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm not, not even worried He has said that he really wants to play there. So yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, everybody says that, and then all of a sudden at the last minute they just, you know, end up somewhere else. But, yeah, it's um, weird. It's like he's this never, time it's different. He's never said that he wants to stay in Milwaukee or play for the Lakers, but he's definitely said he wants to play for New York. Exactly. <laughs> you know? um, Pistons, I went with Cole Anthony from North Carolina. Uh, he's a point guard. I mean, his shooting stats weren't amazing. He shot 38% from the field, 35% from three, but still put up 18.5 points, five and a bit rebounds and four assists. Like, he seems like a good young prospect. They need anything. They literally need talent around Christian Wood. Christian Wood is the only guy, and then no, maybe Blake Luke, Griffin. Luke Kennard is okay, good. Okay, so then we've got Wood, Griffin, Kennard, point guard, small forward, still in Philly. Yeah, they're two pieces away from a championship. Yeah, you're right. They never should have traded away Andre Drummond. <laughs> yes, um, that, was, that was the issue. Yeah, so these guys, North Carolina has had a pretty disappointing year this yep. year for anyone who follows, follows college basketball. They're normally pretty good, um, but he has been very, very good. I think uh, I could see him potentially going a little bit higher. But yes, the Pistons will take whatever they can get, and they'll be happy with it. Yeah, can, can I just say I was really impressed with them in March Madness. I thought they really stepped up this year. So <laughs> they didn't even make the NCAA tournament. Oh, really? That's how yeah, bad they, of the year they, they had. They're like eleven and eleven or. <laughs> Yeah, they well, they terrible. can't not make it if it's cancelled. So they've outthought the entire league. Yeah. This one. Time also, to tank this year. <laughs> do you guys? Do you guys remember Joel Anthony? You used to play for the Miami Heat. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's all I had to say on him. I just, I just, I just remember another his face. another friend of the pod. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe not. Um, uh, I guess that's anything else anyone wants to say. About- I'm just happy that we had Luke here. Like, I think this is quite <laughs> nice that we bring a third member, even during these quarantine. 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 We're definitely going to have to phone people in in the future, I think. Maybe we can hit some of our friends at the pod. <laughs> More yeah. friends at the pod. Yeah, we'll be coming to you live on Zoom in the future. <laughs> yeah. we'll have, maybe we'll put it on YouTube or something. We should like definitely that. do a live stream next time. I think that could be really enjoyable oh, for yeah. everyone watching. The people want it. We've seen your comments. We're going to give it to you live. <laughs> yeah, make sure make sure to hit us up at Calling Bank. Just you know, let us know what you think. Uh, we're getting heaps of uh, fan back. Maybe next week we should do a, a mailbag episode we could. for we more could. questions yeah. that we're... Oh yeah, no, Will and Harry will post their address in the chat next week, so... 
it's 44 Wallaby Way. I think you'll find it, <laughs> yes, Sydney. Yes, that's right. Um, but no, that, that's probably it for now. We'll try and find some more content. <laughs> oh my God. We'll do a throwback episode. I, can I be honest? Like, I'm pretty sick of people just talking about the same topics. Like, how many times can you watch, like, Russell Westbrook's game winner against Denver in 2017? The only conversation that we're having now, as I told you before, is who's better, MJ or LeBron? <laughs> we're doing the same. We're just getting bored on the same stuff. And like you said, reminiscing about the NCAA tournament in like 1992. That's all that ESPN was. is showing. It's that's just a loop. That that's is. a loop back of that. It's all that there and, is. And the <laughs> We Hate Christian Leitner. <laughs> Uh, Can I just say though, uh, Trey Young did do a three-point co- competition in his in his room with paper. Uh, there's a lot of good content coming content coming out of the NBA. Yeah. Maybe our next week's episode should be on the social media games. Yeah. Got to be worried for the players getting frighteningly good at like 2K. And, yeah. You know, what about a tic- bit, bit of TikToking as well? Oh, oh, yeah. You know what that is now. It's a very bit exciting. Of, a, bit as, of, a little bit of TikTok. As of, as of last Thursday, I know what that is. Uh, like 10% TikTok. It's going to be fantastic. That's Guys, great. thank Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks with another huge episode. Luke, thanks for joining the podcast. Thank you, guys. Uh, hopefully you're not too scared and you'll come back again unless we're in lockdown. Yeah. Um, guys, see you later. Pleasure. Did you call back?